welcome to So What Do You Think, a podcast where we discuss weird and unsolved mysteries and events and give you our completely unprofessional opinion on them. I'm Jay and with me here is B. Hey. And it is New Year's Eve tonight. By the time this is, it's going to be New Year's and we can kiss 2021 goodbye. Oh, can Yay. it actually be New Year's right now? Oh, yeah, I know, I know. A little bit longer to go, but... I want this year to be over because I I just want to start the next shit here. This year has been, yeah, interesting. Let's just say that. Lots and lots of things going on, but we're we're recording a little bit early just because we want to have a little bit of a break for ourselves over the uh, holidays and festivities. So we've got to doomsday preppers, you know, you've got to prep for for 2022 given what's happened over the last couple of years. Who knows what 2022 is going to bring? I don't even want to know. I'm just riding the wave, baby. Ride the wave. I just want to take like, be like a bear and just like hibernate through most of it get put like into a space shuttle and go into stasis for a hundred years and see whether it's any better in a hundred years time. Or just get put in a pod like in the matrix. Mm-hmm, it definitely. is a little bit, the world is a little bit like red pill, blue pill at the moment anyway. So absolutely. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, by the time you guys are listening to this, it is new year's Eve and we hope that you're doing something fun. Um, now we hope tonight, you made it to new year's Eve. Yeah, We hope you made it. We hope we made it. I mean, you know, you never know. <laughs> So tonight I thought that we would talk about a bit of a creepy story, one that is very, very well known um, Mm -hmm. and almost is part of true crime crime folklore. Mm -hmm. I know that it gripped me when I first heard about it, when it first happened, and and I was very, very interested in um, what exactly was going on. So tonight we are going to talk about the absolutely bizarre case of Elisa Lamb. Now, I know that you said before you haven't heard of this one. I don't think so. It but might, we'll see. I might, might not. Uh, I don't necessarily know names, but I might yeah. know cases. Yeah. As we go on the details, some of it might start to ring a bell. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, let's get into it. So Elisa Lamb was a 21-year-old Canadian student who had decided to do a bit of a solo tour down the west coast of America while she was on break from university. She'd caught the train down to San Diego and was going to be headed to Santa Cruz afterwards. Her family did have some reservations about her travelling alone, but she was determined to go it alone. She did promise to check in with them daily, though, as a compromise, and she had been doing that. Now, while she was in Los Angeles, Elisa was staying in the Cecil Hotel. This is quite an infamous hotel for many, many reasons, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. On January 31st, Elisa had not made the promised phone call to her parents, so they started to worry. Eventually, they contacted the LAPD after she'd not contacted them for a few days, and they went down to the hotel to do a welfare check on her. But they couldn't find her. All of her stuff was in her hotel room, but she was nowhere to be found. So an investigation begins, and the police try to piece together her last known movements. In doing this, the police access the CCTV footage of the hotel and do manage to capture her last known movements. It is this CCTV footage that ends up projecting this case into the massive weirdness stratosphere. So I know you haven't seen it. I have sent it to you. Let's just take a moment for you to watch it. Um, And if anyone else has not watched this footage, we'll put the link in the show notes, but you can just find it easily by Googling. It is absolutely bizarre. So let me know what you think. Okay, so she just did that weird, like she's freaked out. Hmm. 
Like she just did something that I would do. <laughs> what? <laughs> the very quick look out of the oh, yeah. elevator <laughs> and then hiding in the corner. Yeah. This will be me in my house tonight alone. Because <laughs> you have an elevator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just looked like she jumped. Yeah, there has been speculation that some of the footage was missing and the timestamps have been blurred out, but nothing's she, ever been proven. Is she talking to someone? Mm-hmm. Like she stepped out of the elevator. She did something with her hands almost as if she was talking to someone. Like maybe she was pointing at something. Now it looks like she's pushing a whole lot of buttons. Something again I would probably do. <laughs> Freak out, just push all of them. No, just the kid in me. Oh. <laughs> she keeps stepping in and out of the elevator. She's doing weird stuff with her hands. Like she's petting something or she's being really like Italian with her hands. <laughs> <laughs> she's being very Italian. Yeah. You know how they like to use their hands when they yep. talk? Expressive with their hands. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> I have a feeling I've seen this footage before and that I might actually know this case. I thought you might have. It would be very weird for you to have not come across it at some stage. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't dive into these ones as much, as, into these things as much as you do, but I do know some. <laughs> okay, now she's just like off the screen for ages. And the door closes, the door opens again, no one's there, door opens again, closes again, and no one's there. Mm. So give us a rundown of what you just watched. Okay, basically she's in the elevator and it's like it's not like it's not going up and down. It looks like she's pushing the buttons, but she's looking really closely at the buttons. And then the first part, she like sort of, you can see that she looks a bit like scared as in there might be like she wants to see if someone's out there, but she's scared. Mm-hmm. And um, then she hides in the corner where the buttons are. And then she seems to sort of just keep going like in and out of the elevator. And the door's not closing, which I always think is like weird. Why is it not closing? I know she's standing near it, but she's standing on the outside of it. And usually if you want the door, the door will close after a certain amount of time. Yes. And you have to put like your hand there to stop it, but she's not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a pretty good rundown of it. Um, so, you know, she, she's sort of looking like she's scared of something to me. Like she, there's something outside of the lift off the camera that she's freaking out about. Her, yeah. her actions are very darting and, and erratic. I would think that like, she's either talking to someone out of vision or it's almost like she's on drugs mm-hmm. there's one point where I swear like yeah she's being ex- expressive with her hands but there's one point where she actually looks like she's like petting something mm-hmm. in the air yeah and she just looks really distressed to me she looks like she's hiding at one stage she's freaking out a little bit yeah, as you said, she looks like she's kind of talking to someone. Yeah. At one stage, it actually looks like she's almost like counting on her fingers. Um, and then she just finally walks off and the doors close. And, yeah, it is weird that the doors don't close while she's there. It's, yeah. It's and then the door time. opens and closes. Yeah, so is she outside pushing the button? I don't closes. know. Yeah, it does it like three or four times. It's weird. Yeah. It's a very, very weird video and like I said if, it, if anyone listening to this has not seen it please pause and go watch it so that you know what mm. we're talking about look my impression is that she's extremely distressed and I think that she is seeing someone or something outside the list 
mm. uh, left, um, potentially talking to them as well. So, mm. so anyways, on February 19th, nearly three weeks later, guests at the hotel start complaining that the water pressure is no good. And some people said that their water was black and others said it had a weird taste. The maintenance guy is sent up to check the water tanks, which are on top of the roof. Yep, I know this. Yeah, I know it. And that's disgusting. Yeah. When he opens them, he is pretty shocked to find the dead naked body of Elisa inside. So, ooh, gross, disgusting people have been drinking her body water. It's like a freaking soup. It would be revolting. And, and basically, human, it's basically human stock. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say it. That's disgusting. But it is. It really is. And you know what? It's not bad enough. Those tanks actually, they serve, service the rooms. They also service the kitchen and a coffee shop nearby as well. So oh, I just throw no. it out, start again. Yeah, that's it. I don't oh, know. I would. Nah. Like that's trauma. Like that's yeah. trauma causing stuff. Like people would have yeah. to process that. They would not be okay after that. I know I wouldn't be okay after no. that. No. Yeah. Now, after being in the water for nearly three weeks, her body was not in a good way, um, but an autopsy was carried out nonetheless. There was no evidence of trauma, sexual assault, or murder of any kind. Toxicology tests only found her prescription meds as well, and also just some sinus medication and ibuprofen. There was a tiny amount of alcohol, but not no recreational drugs or anything like that. So what do you think so far? But how, like, look, I don't, would that still, would an autopsy be accurate when you've Winter's been mush? Yeah. in fluid? Well, this is what I wonder. And, you know, they they say she had this and that in her body, which obviously that was in her body when she died. You can't add stuff in there. But as far as levels go, surely some of it dissipated into the water. I don't like know. With, that's what I think. That's what yeah. I think, yeah. Although, you know, these things do tend to get stored in tissues or if her stomach was intact, maybe there was still stuff inside it. I don't know the nuts and bolts of it all, but this was the official findings anyway. Yeah. So let's have a look at theories. People were very, very quick to jump to a supernatural connection with this case. Uh, I think after seeing the video footage, everyone was just like, that is crazy. Um, Mm. And like I said before, the Cecil Hotel had quite the past. Among some, some things that had happened there, um, there have been multiple suicides and murders. Um, mm-hmm. So many suicides, in fact, that the locals actually called it the suicide instead of the Cecil. It had a history of violent happenings, drug activity, and was a regular hangout for sex workers. The Black Dahlia, which is another case we actually would like to cover, mm-hmm. um, which is that of Elizabeth Short, an actress that was murdered in a particularly gruesome way, was seen drinking there days before she died. Most infamously in the 1980s, the serial killer Richard Ramirez, or the Night Stalker, lived there for a few weeks whilst he was in the midst of his killing activities. So looking also looking to copy his hero, Austrian man Jack Unterweger stayed at the hotel in 1991, in which time he killed three people as well, trying to copy Richard Ramirez. The general area the hotel is in is literally Skid Row with many homeless people and drug addicts living in the streets and surroundings. There was even a tuberculosis outbreak in the street people around this time. So it's it's not a good area and it's a really dodgy hotel. 
In 2011, in an attempt to shed the dodgy image, they rebranded the hotel Stay on Main. But once Elisa died, there was basically no hope of resurrecting the uh, the hotel. <laughs> like everyone knew. Yeah, there was no literally throw it out and start again. Yeah, exactly. Well, a rich New York hotelier named Richard Bourne brought the hotel in 2014, so after Elisa, and was going to spruce it up and everything and, you know, do it up and everything. And, and work did start on that, but everything was halted due to COVID. So as far as I know, it's not open at the moment and they're still doing work on it. Actually, you know, interestingly enough, when I was on Facebook just before doing this tonight, um, it popped up in my feed probably because I've been Googling like mad about the Cecil Hotel today, um, but it's popped up in my feed. feed. Someone had something about their dad was um, working inside the hotel at the moment, renovating the rooms and some really weird like, ghosty stuff he was captured he was capturing on film so I'd say it's pretty a pretty creepy hotel like I, I don't know if, if you can renovate out the creepiness that's going to be in the absolute absolute essence of that hotel no you can't no exactly um I actually think people are squatting in it at the moment too I've seen videos of people who live across the road from it and they're just like hmm I can see someone moving over there so yeah. Yeah, so anyway, because of all of this, the hotel is rumoured to be haunted. And, of course, this means that people are quick to suggest that Elisa was possessed or seeing spirits or maybe even being pursued by the ghost of the Night Stalker. So this seems to be one of the first places that people went when they heard about this case. What do you think about this side of it? Is there enough? I don't know if there's, like, enough evidence to really... Mm. I mean, we've got her acting weird in a, you know, in a whole ladder. And it can be I'm like, okay, I, I get that. I get that bad people live there, bad things have happened. But again, like, bad things probably happened there because of the demographic, because of where it is, not because it's evil, because there's spirits, like, you know, mm. certain suburbs have high prime rates for reasons not because they're inherently bad because evil lives there it's just because the people around there yeah um and to be fair I'd be surprised if if it wasn't full of ghosts just given all the stuff that's happened there yeah just because there's like ghosts there it doesn't necessarily mean that let's not say ghosts let's say spirits Mm. doesn't necessarily mean they're evil or that they could have done anything to her. I don't know whether I buy the whole ghost being able to hurt you thing, you know? Yeah. And, look, she's acting kind of possessed in the footage, and as much as I do love a good ghost story, I just feel like something else is going on here, and we'll have a chat about some possibilities. Um, mm. She was scared of something, though, so maybe she was seeing something. You know, maybe there was some sort of vision that she was seeing, and maybe she got up into the tank to hide away from it, and we'll, we'll explore a little bit more about getting into the tank a bit later on. But let's yeah. just look yeah. at these erratic behaviours first. So in the same vein as ghosts or demons did it, we also have another theory, and that was that Elisa was playing the elevator game. Have you heard of the elevator game before? No. People watching the footage pointed out that it looked like she was playing this weird game, which is like a ritual type of thing. And the aim is to visit a number of floors in an elevator with the game aiming to get you into a different dimension. So you go to the fourth, the second, the sixth, the second again, 
the 10th and the 5th. This is the way it's supposed to go down. And apparently the rule is that you mustn't get out on any of the floors. Then on the fifth floor, a woman will get in with you, but you aren't allowed to look at her or interact with her at all. Then you push the button to the first floor and one of two things happens. If it goes to the first floor, you must leave the building and not look back. If it goes to the 10th floor, you get out and voila, you're in a new dimension. So as far as, you know, I mean, it's a game. Obviously, this is you're not going to go to another dimension if you do this, but maybe she was playing this game. How but, is it a game? Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those weird folklore things that people do, I think. You know, a lot of people pointed out, oh, my God, she's playing the elevator game. But really, she, she gets into the elevator. She doesn't just push one button. She pushes a whole heap of them. So yeah. I, that, to me, says that she's not playing the elevator game. So... I don't know. I think that was just a weird aside that people like to bring up when they talk about this this case. People look for things that aren't there. They really, really do. I and do you know what? You can go down a total rabbit hole with this case. If you look up um, YouTube, there are people trying to. I saw one where like it kind of looks a little bit misty. I think it's just like dirty cameras. But someone's tried to like put the face of Richard Ramirez in the mistiness to say that he was in the elevator with her. So people really just go off on a tangent with this case. So if you if you like that stuff and you want to go down the rabbit hole, please by all means go for it. But I just don't feel like we need to we need to go there in this episode anyway. Even if she is playing the elevator game, it doesn't explain how she ended up in the tank. And as much as I believe in ghosts and stuff. <laughs> fucking definitely took it to a different dim- dimension. Yeah, that's it. Maybe she got out of the elevator and boom, you're in the tank. How the heck did I end up here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, like I said, as much as I believe in ghosts and stuff, I just don't know that one could put a person in a water tank. I just, I'm not there as far as ghosts go and putting people in water tanks. No. The next theory is that Elisa died by suicide. It was no secret that she had some mental health issues in the past. She had a diagnosis of bipolar disorder and had experienced anxiety and depression. For these conditions, she took four different medications. And as we know, they were found in her system at the time of her death. So she wasn't off her meds. They were found to be at less than therapeutic doses, though, which either means that due to decomposition, they some levels broke down or she had lowered her dosage. We don't really have any way of knowing. But I think the fact that they're there in her system says a lot, says that she wasn't just going off them entirely. If she had been reducing her dosage on her own, this may have led to her symptoms worsening though. So could she have taken her own life? Well, to me, it would be an odd way to do it. And I guess now is a good time to talk about the water tanks themselves. So when police first started the investigation at the hotel, they brought sniffer dogs. These dogs tracked her scent from the elevator to a window with a fire escape. So it is assumed that this is how she got up onto the roof. Now, at first, people said that it was impossible for her to have gotten up there as the only door to the roof was locked and it had an alarm on it. So it would have gone off if she'd gone through there. This was untrue, though. And it was quite easy to get to the roof via a fire escape. And as you can imagine, lots of YouTubers and stuff have gone to this hotel and tried all of this stuff and, you know, done all the things to try and see what they think happened. So I have no doubt that she could have got onto the roof. As to getting into the tank, though, that's a little bit more complicated. So these tanks are huge and you need to climb a ladder to get into them. However, they have a small hatch on top, which I guess is how you like open them up and have a look down into the water. 
They aren't designed to be entered through though. So the hatch is quite small and it's quite heavy, the lid of it. And there's no ladder on the inside of the tank either. So you're not meant to use it to go in and out. So let's just say she gets the hatch open. She was quite a small person. So maybe she squeezes in, but then you somehow have to close the hatch if the hatch was closed. The hatch is hinged and heavy. And once inside, you just wouldn't have been able to reach out even even let reach out let alone pull it back over again so when this for the first couple of years even of this case um, it was said that when the maintenance man went up to the roof and found her body he had to open the hatch to do that so you know everyone says that the hatch was closed when her body was found now this if this was true it would suggest that someone else was involved because there's no way that she would have been able to shut that hatch after she'd gotten into the tank now, it could have just been another worker who noticed that it was open at some point and just shut it without saying anything to anyone. Although I'm sure that there would have been a smell pretty quickly from somebody you know, decomposing in, in the water tank. So if it was closed by someone else, this does suggest that it was closed closer to the time of her death. However, I wanted to actually confirm this because to me, the whole case of someone being someone else being involved just comes down to this hatch lid. Um, so I wanted to actually confirm that that this was actually true or not. I looked into the actual court documents of the wrongful death suit and I found the maintenance guy's testimony. He mm -hmm. said the hatch was open. So that just confirms to me that it's possible she could have put herself inside there. But was it suicide? Well, possibly. She was upset, obviously. She was very unwell. She was very distressed. Mm. But I don't know whether she exhibited any behaviors of being suicidal other people have said that they saw her that day and she'd been out shopping and she seemed like she was in good spirits I don't know what do you think about the suicide theory getting herself in the in the tank she's bipolar mm. things can happen quickly have to be suicide it could be manic mm. yep you're thinking you're manic you're thinking irrationally you're not you know, you hear those cases like when you read about people that have bipolar and some of the things they do when their spirit experience a manic episode. Mm -hmm. Like she might not have been thinking clearly. Yep. And if yep. if she was lowering her dose, again, it's a big if. We don't know. We're just going off autopsy results. Maybe maybe she wasn't medicated the way she was meant to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, someone on four different types of meds, that's pretty full-on mm. mental health. And one, right of them was an, one of them was an antipsychotic as well. So yeah. obviously she had, um, it's bipolar one that has the psychosis with it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, her family, you know, like being so intense about her contacting them every day. Mm. Like we're talking about someone with serious issues. Yep. I would think that it would, it, yeah, I think that she went in mm. herself yeah. and I don't necessarily, and I don't, I can't, I just don't get the suicide vibe from it. Yeah. She, she didn't look depressed, did she? She looked psychotic. No, I just think that she was having an episode of some yeah. sort. Yeah. I, I think that I agree. I think that she was having some sort of mental health crisis and that elevator footage to me, looks like a psychotic episode 
that's yeah. just how it presents. As yeah. you said, it looks like she's on drugs, but mm. that's how psychosis looks as well. And mm. we know that she didn't have drugs in her system. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible that she was having hallucinations and was running away from something that she perceived as an actual threat. Um, you know, in, in her manic state, she just thought that the water tank would be a good place to hide. That, um, that first bit where she, like, almost scares herself looking out the mm. elevator, but then when she steps out, like, it really looks like she's talking to someone. Yeah, yeah, I like, agree. It really, really does look like she's talking to someone. Yeah. And she could have been talking to someone. Maybe we're all wrong. Yeah. But well, maybe she was just talking to someone that only she could see. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm. um, but yeah, I think that, I mean, if you've, we know that she must have gone out that fire exit, which does go up to the roof. And then she somehow got into a water tank. Now, maybe in a manic episode, a water tank seems like a nice, safe place to be away from whatever it is that's chasing you. And if you're in a state of mind, though, she might not have even realised or put the pieces together that, hey, this is a water tank. She's just looking at it as a place to hide. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, once she's in there, she's struggling to stay afloat. So that's why she took her clothes off because they were weighing her down. Um, but obviously, ultimately, she drowns. Her clothes at the bottom. Yeah. Of the so tank. clothes and shoes and everything, things yeah. out of her pockets were at the bottom of the tank. So, so yeah, I, I just feel like we are more likely looking at a manic episode than her being depressed and wanting to kill herself. I think this given was- again back to the demographic of the area, I just can't see if someone was involved why like nothing was taken or anything like that. Mm, yeah. You know, like we're talking about a hotel where drug deals happen, prostitutes work there, like yep. people that would steal things because they have habits, they have low income no income yeah um yeah yeah there was a docuseries that came out a couple of years ago um called the vanishing at cecil hotel where the general manager at the time of the hotel amy price was interviewed it's actually a really interesting um documentary so i I recommend people go see it she said that elisa's behavior had been quite strange and paranoid in the days leading up to the event She said that she had originally been sharing a room with other girls, obviously like a dorm room, but Mm. had had to be moved out. She had to put her in her own room because her behaviour was just freaking these girls out. She was Mm. doing things like locking the door and requiring a password to get in and leaving them notes saying go away on their bed and stuff like that. So, you know, there had actually, it turns out, been quite a few people that noticed her bizarre behaviour in the days before this happened. Yeah. So I'm tending to think that we might be on the right track here. Mm. Finally, though, there is the possibility that she was murdered, not by a ghost, but by a real live person. And, yeah. yeah, there were, like you said, lots of dodgy types of people there in and around the hotel as well. We also have the fact that an unwell girl could be quite an easy target. Um, manic behaviour may also see someone taking risks. So maybe she met someone that she wouldn't usually approach. Yeah, that is like that is like the classic um, manic. One of the things that people do when they're manic, they um just yeah, they do things they would usually do. Yeah, all sense goes out the window. They um 
really do take some pretty stupid risks. Mm. So, yeah, maybe someone else was involved. We do have to remember, though, that there were no signs of foul play as far as her autopsy goes, though. And I have to say that getting a person up to one of those tanks would not be easy, um, no. let alone getting her inside, especially if she was no. conscious. Mm. conscious. Mm. You know, so I don't know whether it sounds like quite a um, over-the-top way of disposing of someone. Mm. The one thing that gives me pause in this theory, though, is that she had some alcohol in her system, just a little bit like maybe a glass of something or a few mouthfuls mm. of something. So maybe she did meet up with someone, you know, had a drink. I don't know whether there's any drugs that aren't detected after a certain amount of time or anything that she could have been given to knock her out, you know. Still seems weird, though, that nothing was done to her. Yeah, exactly. Like, why don't get that kill someone? Yeah, it's not often that people are just just killing someone and putting them mm. in a weird place. Like, yeah, mm. there was a weird coincidence to all of this as well, and that was a connection to to the movie Dark Water. So, in two thousand and five, a movie came out called Dark Water, and it's essentially the same story. It centers on sisters Dahlia and Cecilia, and hey, Black Dahlia, Hotel Cecil. And involve a girl's dead body being found in the roof of water inside water tanks after the water is seen to be dark and foul tasting. So this movie came out years before she went missing or she died. Um, so it's suggested that someone could have been copying the plot of this movie as well. That seems like a bit of a stretch though. So yeah. So anyway, what do you think happened to Elisa? Well, now I think that the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That is a really weird coincidence, but I just, yeah, I don't, I just still don't think that someone would just do that. There's a, there's a couple of really, really weird coincidences in this case, actually. Another one was that, you know, how I was saying that there was a tuberculosis outbreak and that, that happened just after Elisa died. And people have like said that she was something to do with the tuberculosis outbreak because, you know, Elisa tests, the snap tests. Mm. Yeah, apparently the one that they use to test the tuberculosis is called Lamelisa. <laughs> so that's freaky as well, but probably a coincidence, just like the movie. It's just the whole thing is so bizarre. Mm, mm. And, and you can see why this has become such a huge case in the true crime community because mm. it all is super creepy. Mm, mm. Mm. But, yeah, I think, you know, if you had to guess, if you had to put money on what happened to her, what what would your narrative be? See, now you've planted all these seeds and I'm <laughs> always one. Uh, look, nah, sorry. Everything is, I'm going to sound really crazy. I've sent you down the conspiracy track now. Every, I'm a big conspiracy theorist. I know. <laughs> Everything is tied in together. Yeah. Case, it's not unknown. Like, it's not bizarre to think it's like, you know, that a, a, a case was like this was released at a time to distract people from other things. Mm-hmm. So these little things can actually be related because mm. it's part of a bigger plan. <sighs> <laughs> Look, to not sound like the crazy person, let's just Too say. Late, like, but anyway. <laughs> a bit late for that. But let's just say that. Um, it was a manic episode. That's what I think. Yeah. 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 I think that although this case is super creepy and has some weird coincidences and we all want it to be something otherworldly, we just have to look at the most obvious explanation here. And that is that we had an extremely unwell girl potentially having a psychotic episode of some sort. Mm. 
Mm. Her sister even said that in the past she'd exhibited paranoid behaviour. So I think that she likely did think someone was after her. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like she, whether it was a real person, someone just giving her shit, you know, I don't know, or whether or not she was dead set having hallucinations, she was scared of something when she was in that elevator. Yeah. She yeah. was scared of whatever it was um, that was standing outside that elevator and she was talking to it and she was getting freaked out by it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just think that it's likely that that's what we're dealing with. The thing yeah. that sealed the deal for me was learning about the the hatch and the fact that it was open when her body was found that, like I said, the first few years after this case happened, it was always, I think the police had come out and said, oh yeah, the hatch was shut when we got there, but the maintenance man in his court yeah, you know, yeah. his court record said, no, I found her body, the hatch was open. So I think that we have to say that that's a good sign that she put herself in there because mm. if it was someone else, they would have shut the hatch. Mm. Look, I've been all over this case from the start just because I, I just thought that someone had to be involved. But on finding out about this, I just think that it makes more sense that unfortunately she got herself in there and it's extremely sad and extremely creepy, unfortunately. but. I think that this is a really crazy case that actually isn't as crazy as it seems. Mm, mm. But yeah, I hope we haven't freaked you out. I was worried this one was going to freak you out too much. No, 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 no. Cause I knew this one. Yeah. Um, and I've seen pictures and mm. I've seen footage and all of that stuff. So the band-aid's already been ripped off for that. Okay. So, right. yeah. You're yeah. You're okay. Um, and we started it with the sun up, so it wasn't too bad. Okay. All right. But then it started getting dark and I had to turn the lights on. Um, <laughs> so, no, it wasn't too bad. Um, I wasn't too scared. Excellent. Um, I think, so, so on a side note, though, I think it would be worth looking, we're going to talk about rabbit holes, at what major things happened Okay. Around the time that she died. So January, February 2013, what happened then? I'd have to look into, like, (laughs) American stuff. American stuff. (laughs) And see what was going on. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really a thing, though, until after that, though. I don't know when the police released that footage, but. I feel like it was not long after it happened, though, because I, I've known about this for quite a while. So I don't know. Yeah, you might be right. We might have to go down the conspiracy route. Well, you can go down there. I'll let mm. you. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway, any reverend, let us know what you think. Um, and, yeah, I hope that uh, nobody has pinned everything on the hatch being shut like I had for so many years. Mm. I think that that really just tells us what has actually happened in this case. And what are your thoughts on the footage? Like, yeah, tell, tell us, us your thoughts on the footage. footage. Yeah, the footage is very strange and very mm. sad when you look at it in the context of her probably having an episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not nice to see. No. Yeah, it's not nice. And I feel sorry that her family has to have seen that as well. It's not nice to see regardless. It's not nice to see that she's either having a psychotic episode or she is talking to potentially the person that killed her yeah yep it's not nice at all and it's distressed either way yes well on that extremely depressing note we hope that you're having a great uh new year's yeah (laughs) um hopefully this does not bode for what 2022 is going to be like 
No, Look. it's going to be positive. Everyone put positive vibes. <laughs> nah, mate. Nah, 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 nah. We're going full Jumanji styles. It's happening. <laughs> like, yeah, what else Jumanji. can go wrong? I'd rather Jumanji than what's been already going on. So that'd be fun. Don't even know how to process that. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's worse. Oh, I can you can see your brain ticking over now like yourself in Jumanji. Animals coming after us. Crazy hunter man. <laughs> Do we prefer the crazy hunter man versus like the insane like politicians? <laughs> politicians and government overreach that we're currently dealing with. Yeah. The yeah. oh, I don't even oh, I don't know. But don't know. would it bring back Robin Williams? Oh, this is true. Look, I think the world would maybe be a better place. Maybe. Maybe that's what's gone wrong with the world. Yeah. That's like one of my favourite things. The um, Not to say that uh, David Bowie was holding the fabric of the universe together, oh, yeah. but, you know, look around. Yeah. really yeah. did start to go downhill. I know. Maybe he was. You never know. Mm, mm. On that tangent, let us know what you think, everyone. Come and see us on Facebook and Instagram and um, let us know what you think happened to Elisa. But we hope that you are going to have a wonderful 2022 and we look forward to bringing you even more stories. Yes. So, and if it's not great, we're here with stories. Yeah, we're here with stories. The stories get, will not to get stop you through. Um, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right. We'll see everyone next week and uh, happy festivities. Bye. Bye.